is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. As we kick off hour number one, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. Enjoy those. They're on us. That is freetalklive.com. Last night, we started the show out with some bad news. Uh, I think it was about a federal court decision. That had to do with your freedoms and the freedoms of people around the world who are in the care of the United States federal government. The federal court, uh, I think it was a district court of D.C., essentially ruled on a two-to-one vote that the U.S. government can uh, detain these people in Guantanamo Bay and other at other locations mm-hmm. around the world for an indefinite period of time. They they have no right to uh, to a trial, no need for any sort of courtroom antics or defense attorneys or anything like that. It essentially upheld the Military Commissions Act of 2006 and uh, and gave old President Bush a pat on the back for his efforts to subjugate freedom here in the United States and abroad. And so that's what happened last night. And sometimes we get critiqued for not talking about uh, what goes on in the world often enough here on Free Talk Live. And, of course, there's a reason for that. We live in America. So, of course, the show is going to be more focused on issues that are based in America. But to be fair, we've certainly talked about Australia. We've talked about the United Kingdom. um, India. We've talked about a variety of other places. Yeah, lots of other places. But I don't think we've ever talked about the Philippines Hmm. on this show. And uh, so since we're talking terror, Wayne, you've got a story that relates Yes, great news, isn't it? The Philippines passes anti-terror bill. Oh, uh, boy. The Philippine legislators have voted in favor. Has there favor. been a lot of terrorism in the Philippines? <laughs> Not in this century. I haven't heard of anything. No, but the, the Philippine legislators have voted in favor of a strict anti-terror bill, backed by the United States government, of course, according to the BBC and Reuters. Philippine President Gloria Arroyo is expected to sign the bill into law. The bill, known as the Human Security Act, gives the government several new powers. Under the anti-terror bill, police and other security agents will be able to detain people without a warrant for three days. Oh, boy. Anyone convicted of a terrorist activity could be imprisoned for up to 40 years. Now, those are now detaining people for three days. That's something that I think is already going on in the United Kingdom. I believe they already have that ability, if not for a longer period than three days. Well, they have to protect the queen. And... <laughs> So now they're bringing that to the Philippines. Do we have that here in uh, in America yet? Can they do that here? And they probably can. I guess if they label you an unlawful enemy combatant, they can, can detain you they indefinitely. Want. They can detain you for as long as they would like. And they can just charge you with disorderly conduct if they don't feel like char- you know just they need a charge. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, don't throw any more snowballs at the federal building. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to be doing something different this year. I think uh, Don Quixote is going to be paying. <laughs> The uh, the IRS a visit here in Keene. They're going to be <laughs> tilting on the uh, feder- federal building. They're going to be tilting at uh, the federal building. Well, I, like I sincerely hope everyone's okay after that. I I don't think that federal building's going anywhere after you tr- run after run it with a big stick and a horse. <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's continue the story, Wayne. So uh, three day detentions with no reason whatsoever, and then 40, right. 40 years possibly in prison for a terrorist charge if yes, found if, guilty. If you're convicted, now we don't know what kind of court that'll be. Whether it'll be a kangaroo private court or a a jury of your peers, but we do know that right now authorities will also be able to monitor and access bank accounts in search of money laundering or terrorist activity. You mean they they haven't been able to do this in the Philippines up until now? Evidently not. Huh. Sounds like a bastion of freedom until today. (laughs) Compared to here. Yeah, they've been monitoring bank accounts here in the United States for a long time. They probably have there, too. They just were doing it unofficially. Maybe so. 
But U.S. officials are reportedly pleased with the new measures. However, critics argue that the, the law gives the Philippine government draconian powers that will be used to violate human rights. Can you imagine that? The, U, uh, the, uh, the governments of the world violating human rights? Oh, they wouldn't do that. They're trying to protect us. This is a security act. Come on. 800-259-9231. Not that anyone's in favor of what the Philippines is doing, but we'll throw out the numbers anyway. Are there more details? That's it right now, that, and that's from freemarketnews.com. Oh, like those guys over at Free Market News. I, I hope that uh, I hope they get a little bit more popular over time, and uh, maybe they can get into the competitive arena with uh, some of the big boys. Some yes, of the, I uh, agree. The big players in the news business. So there you go, the Philippines increasing security, so-called, which, of course, we all know, we should know by now, that just because government claims to be um, making things more secure doesn't actually mean that's the case. Just because they come out with a new national ID card doesn't mean you're any safer than you were the day before. It just means that they have more control over you. See, control, uh, government control does not equal safety. Not I at don't all. know why people feel like it does. Maybe it's because of all the uniforms and the badges and the, you know, the official-looking behavior and the authority that these people exude. Maybe that's what makes people feel safe, but... Do you really actually think the government's going to keep you safe? I mean, when we've given example after example of government just either dropping the ball as far as actually trying to keep people safe or just doing laughably stupid things in the name of public safety, like the uh, the whole Boston hubbub from a few weeks ago, the beginning of this month, with the, uh, you remember the story, Wayne? Actually, you've been off for a couple weeks, so I don't know if you've had a chance to comment on it, but where they had the flashing signs up in Boston, and the Boston authorities freaked out and shut down whole sections of the city and made a big deal out of it and spent 750000 taxpayer dollars to figure out what these um, essentially light-bright boards were. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like the media brainwashing machine is working. What do you mean? Well, it's making people afraid. Of terrorism, of anything that looks suspicious, and and sometimes that can that can be useful if you're vigilant on your own in your own community. But I think people are starting to get a little too paranoid and and give in to the government saying we'll protect you. And as you you've mentioned here many times in the show, in the 20th century, governments killed over 120 million of their own people. Yep, all all different governments. Yeah, the biggest predators in the world are usually governments because there's a small percentage of human beings who are basically Machiavellian predators. And when you have positions of power, uh, government, when it gets really big, the power gets concentrated, and those people gravitate to those positions, mm-hmm. and then they, they run roughshod over humanity. They sure do, and uh, it's, it's happened time and time again. Why it is we still hold on to this fantasy that government can save us, government can protect us, government is our friend, I just don't understand. With, with all of history behind us, to look at and to examine and to see, huh, yeah, socialism doesn't work, uh, didn't work here, didn't work here, fascism, nope, that didn't work either. I mean, why is it that we keep trying the same things over and over again? Why is it that the American people and the people of the world haven't uh, figured this out yet? Is it just because of the, the mass ignorance that the government school system instills in people? Uh, the, the media is working uh, together as well? I mean, there's a, I, I feel like there's a conflagration of factors here. Well, I, don't, I don't think that fascism and socialism are necessarily really intended to help people. I think they're scams. And they're just scams packaged up in new in new packaging every twenty or thirty years. I didn't suggest they were try- they were trying to help anybody. <laughs> well, but yeah. people believe well, that yes, um, people believe that con. 
the people who are into socialism today believe that, well, they've tried socialism with dictators before. We should try socialism with me in charge, and I won't be a dictator. I mean, it's just <laughs> like they just don't get it. They well, don't get not- it that centralization is the problem. And uh, it's not that uh, things were configured in just the just the wrong way, and they can do it right. It's centralization that's the issue. You know, socialism is a uh, is a fun little mental game for those that uh, consider themselves to be smarter than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and to some extent, libertarianism is libertarianism is too. But um, it's the winning you know it's the winning formula. It works. It's a political system that's going to work as opposed to socialism, which is constantly going to fail. But libertarianism isn't a political system. It's just a philosophy of living. Fine. Um, and what, what I, the the point that I'm trying to make is is that but most humans um, through most time have lived under essentially the strong man um, system. Yes. You know humans seem to be rank oriented and oriented to live under. Uh, fascism. They want to be dominated. They seem to be. Some do. Sort of like dogs and packs and Alpha and Omega and that sort of thing? Well, I mean, um, I grew up in a home where my mom had on the refrigerator, um, you know, these uh, few wise little quotes, and one of them was, um, humans want... Let's see. Humans want to be told what to do if only to have something to to rebel against. Hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. Well, when you watch dogs in a pack, I've got a few dogs, and, and they one of them always establishes himself or herself as the dominant one. They do. And bite, they bite the other ones on the ear. I don't want my ear bitten by government, or I'm going to bite back. Well, that's just it. Uh, there are a certain chunk of people who will bite back, but it seems like 98% of them or 99% of them just roll over. Yeah, like I don't want to either. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. Are you someone who thinks that government can actually keep you safe. We'd love to hear from you. Your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free. Bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features there, totally free. Uh, that does include live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well, both on the site at freetalklive.com. So do enjoy those. They're on us. And what's your liberty issue? Is it the war on drugs? Well, register now for the February 2007 meaning this weekend, New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers include Jack Cole, the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, as well as Rob Campia, executive director of the Marijuana Policy Project, as well as New Hampshire residents who are working to end the war on drugs. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum for more information and to get registered, though uh, time is running short. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Presuming there are some spaces available, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be a handful, though I'm, I'm told that registrations have been very good for this event, which makes me feel like uh, there's probably going to be another one of these next year in case you can't make it this year. But if you can make it and you don't get registered by uh, the actual event, I believe they can take, I, I believe I read that they can take credit cards and uh, checks on site. So uh, cash, of course, I as can't well. imagine they wouldn't be able to. Right. So uh, sorry, so you can't come in. We will not take your money. They will be able to process you if you are truly a procrastinator and you just show up at the front door. I don't know if the price will go up at all. I'm not sure about that. But uh, but nonetheless, we hope to see you this weekend at the Liberty Forum. 
1-800-259-9231, talking about government and whether or not it can keep you safe. <laughs> and, of course, the government can't really do anything that it attempts to do very well. Yeah, I know, it can get a road built here and there, and it builds the schools from time to time, and but it doesn't do a very good job with the roads, and it doesn't do a very good job with the uh, schools. It, in fact, it, it just doesn't do a very good job at anything except, as you mentioned last segment, Wayne, killing millions of people. It's pretty darn good about that. Well, we put a man on the moon, but that was in 1969. And, and only because we were competing with the Russians. <laughs> yes. But so there compete- was a factor of competition there. Right, but what what has NASA really done in the last 20 years? Since the space shuttle went up... Well, they've I mean, blown what- up a few shuttles, Yeah. Uh, killed some people, uh, and rained parts all over Texas in That's the, right. the South. And then that private company put up that uh, space shuttle for a fraction of the price. Yeah, for a few million bucks. Yeah. So uh, the the space uh, debacle is something else. But what I wanted to touch on was uh, one of the things that people hold up to uh, when you when you ask the question, well, what does government do right? Or what's your favorite government program? Or what is it that government's good at? Some people in the past on this show have pointed to the Veterans Administration. They've claimed that, oh, the VA, they provide the best quality care. The VA is so wonderful. They've never been to a veterans uh, hospital then. Well, uh, uh, this is just what people have claimed. Okay. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they did happen to get good care. I don't know. <laughs> but from all the veterans I've spoken with, it's lousy. Me too. So uh, I second that. In fact, not only is it lousy, but I've spoken with some veterans who have suggested that their VA doctor has been trying to kill them. <laughs> well, it sounds a little paranoid, but at the same time, what's he motivated to do? He's motivated to reduce his uh, his caseload. He yeah. is. I mean, he's going to get paid the same thing one way or the other. Doesn't he? Doesn't get paid per patient like yep. a normal doctor does. So, well, he's motiv- He's incentivized to kill them. So, so we've heard people claim that the VA is wonderful. We've heard people claim that uh, we really take great care of the United States veterans, and they just have this awestruck uh, demeanor when it comes to and rose-colored glasses on if you mm. will when it comes to the VA they don't want to believe that it's a a perfect example of socialist health care waiting lists just delays bureaucratic paperwork rationing I mean, just, there you go rationing uh, and in fact now the Bush administration is coming out and admitting that the VA stinks According to Reuters, the Bush administration said on Tuesday, problems in the treatment of wounded U.S. war veterans returning from Iraq and Afghanistan need to be fixed after reports that many face neglect in the Army's medical system. Democrats controlling Congress demanded a thorough investigation and promised legislation after a Washington Post series exposed deteriorating conditions for hundreds of outpatients at Walter Reed Army Medical Center in Washington, the premier U.S. military hospital. I mean, if you're going to have dismal conditions, uh, have them in some s-hole of a hospital somewhere in the corner of the country, not the premier hospital, the one that everyone goes to to learn about the VA and spend time there and uh, and tour. No, it's uh, deteriorating conditions, according to the Washington Post article, and so now the government's running around uh, acting as though they can do something about this, acting as though, oh, let's just pass some legislation, and that'll solve the problem. They, they need more money, don't they, Wayne? That's right. More Be- funding. That's right, because they keep poisoning uh, servicemen overseas with depleted uranium and all these excess vaccinations. And Agent with, Orange? And all the other crap that they've exposed them to over the last 50 years. 
just imagine if they didn't poison them when they were overseas, how, how uh, many fewer doctors they would need. The controversy poses a public relations problem for President George Bush, who has spoken often of America's debt to military personnel wounded in the wars, visited the hospital's wards, and honored military amputees at White House functions. The White House has irked the new Democratic majority in Congress by suggesting... Uh, that if they, by suggesting that they would be hurting American troops if they made any effort to cut off funds for the Iraq War, which faces growing public opposition. The White House expressed concern of conditions for veterans after reports that many suffering physical and psychological problems living, uh, lived in shoddy housing on or near the sprawling complex and faced long battles with army bureaucracy. You know, now they're fighting the bureaucracy after they've just finished fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. Well, they're not going to win that either. White House spokesbureaucrat Tony Snow told reporters, quote, I can tell you that we believe they deserve better. Of course, there's outrage that men and women who've been fighting have not received the outpatient care. Well, that, you know, that should make you feel better. I mean, yep, if you've got a been lo- outrage. Yep, you've got a leg that's been chopped off. You can't get any sort of uh, medical attention. You're languishing in, as they describe it, some sort of uh, ward some sort of uh, place that's just lousy, uh, just a lousy place to live. You're just barely eking by in, in existence. And uh, the politicians are outraged. That's supposed to make you feel better. They're not outraged. They're grandstanding. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, he says, we need to make sure that whatever problems there are get fixed, he added. But Snow declined to say what actions would be taken, referring inquiries to the Pentagon. <laughs> Hey, I've got a new name for him. Tony Snow the Ho. Tony Pass the Buck Snow. And this is what all bureaucrats do. This is what all bureaucrats do. Whenever the heat gets turned up a little bit, it's, oh, you know what, that's not my responsibility. Uh, Call this other bureaucracy and they'll help you out. And then you call the other bureaucracy and they say, no, uh, sorry, we can't help you with that. Uh, Here's a number you can call. Have you ever done this? Have you ever uh, run the loop of bureaucracies trying to find someone who will actually answer a question? Until I have to buy a new phone. I usually throw my phone out the window. Yeah. You know, what you generally get is um, either you get the uh, disconnected, um, your, your, your phone call doesn't go through somehow um, when you're being transferred, you leave a message that's never returned. Yep. Um, you, you would, you're lucky when you spend two hours on the phone and finally get somebody who uh, says, I don't know. Um, you're, um, <laughs> normally what happens is you spend 15 minutes um, finding the right person with whom to leave a message and they never get back to you. Pentagon spokesbureaucrat Brian Whitman says the Defense Department was committed to the best possible care for wounded troops and that its senior leadership had discussed some of the problems detailed in the Post stories. And uh, there's more uh, of this behavior on the part of government, uh, some of these the placating words on their part, 800-259-9231. They're great at talking, but actually doing something, being effective, that's a whole other story. Why people continue to trust these guys, I don't understand. 800-259-9231, the toll-free packet 8 line. Do you have a VA horror story? would love to hear from you. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take on uh, take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. 
We've got a lot of features, and they're all completely free. That includes updates. You get signed up for the, the updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Get on the list by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Do you have a child in your life? Be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order it today at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. Or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066. So there was a Washington Post story, I guess, or this week or recently, that is that essentially outed the VA, Veterans Administration, Walter Reed Army Medical Center in Washington, the premier U.S. military hospital, for uh, deteriorating conditions for hundreds of their outpatients. And so the story broke, and of course, a White House damage control meeting and, um, inevitably happened after that where they said, oh no, they figured out that uh, the VA's crap again. You know what we need to do? Hold a press conference and tell them we'll fix everything. <laughs> and that'll fool all of the Americans. That'll get them to shut up. Mildred, they said they're going to fix it now. Yeah, well, how many times have they said they're going to fix it? How many times has the VA been exposed for being a lousy, socialist, uh, central control, centrally controlled organization that's uh, trying to kill some of, its, uh, some of its patients in some cases? How many times does it have to happen? Same thing with schools, government schools. How many times do we have to be told that kids are graduating illiterate? That uh, test scores are down. That kids can't—I mean, they can barely even read these days. Let well, alone. We don't have do... enough money for schools. The kids have to eat lunch on the floor. Right. Oh, then, well, then they tell us they're going to fix it. Oh, they're going to fix it every election. It's well, elect. Oh, yeah. But uh, but the teachers are broken. But the, but the teachers consistently get paid more than private school teachers do. They do. Why? Because they're not worth it. And the and because they're bureaucrats. The administrators get, get paid uh, a lot more. The best than, part is they get the summers off. I want that job, too. Well, I suspect the private school teachers do, too. 800-259-9231. Are you tired of this? Have you figured it out yet? Government doesn't work. They can't get things done efficiently. And uh, whenever they try to do something, people end up getting hurt. And in this case, it's the the veterans that are getting hurt. Now, Tony Snow says they're going to fix it. He says, I can tell you we believe they deserve better. Isn't that nice? They believe it. Hey, (laughs) that counts for something. You know, I think when we all go to work, we want to create value mm-hmm. in our lives. We want to create something, produce something. and But we're all not bureaucrats. That's right. We, we've chosen to, do, to produce and to create value the way we have. Well, it's when they start producing value is the problem, though. When, bu- when bureaucrats uh, you know, get out there and do something, when, elected, when politicians get out and do something, that's when we really get screwed. That's not value, though. It's not value. Where, I feel not. like you were going somewhere with that, Wayne. Well, what I mean by that is, is when you produce things, you create wealth. That's correct. When, when you, a service or a product. Yes. But when you provide a service on, on the government dole, most of the time you're not really producing something. You might be producing a service for the government, but it could probably be done a lot more efficiently on, in the private sector. And even if you walk out in the woods and you cut and you cut a down tree, let's say, and you make a piece of furniture, you've just created wealth. You've just created something out of nothing. You've taken a natural resource, combined it with your brain and your abilities, and uh, created something new, something that wasn't there before. That's right. We have to really sit down. I think we've got to think about how we're going to rebuild the real economy in this country, because until we do that, we're, we're going down. I can hear the drain. <laughs> I don't know if we really have to think too hard about how. I think what we have to do is figure out how to get the government the heck out of the economy, and then the economy will just handle itself, as the marketplace does so wonderfully. You're right. 
But a little bit more information about this Pentagon situation after Tony Snow was finished blathering about how, well, we really care. Uh, Just wanted to let Americans know we care about the veterans. We believe that they need to be helped. And I'm telling you, we're going to do something about it. Just don't pay much attention to us. Uh, We promise we're doing something. Uh, After he said that, he referred inquiries to the Pentagon because he declined to say what actions would actually be taken. Pentagon spokes bureaucrats said the Defense Department's committed to the best possible care for wounded troops, and that its senior leadership had discussed some of the problems detailed in the Post story. So they're committed to the best possible care. Well, what's taken so long, guys? How long's the VA been around for? It's been a while, a few decades at least, right? I mean, it, it wasn't the best care then, it's not the best care now, but they're committed to it. They're going to get there one of these days, just send them more millions of dollars. That'll, that'll you, take care of it. The right administrator in the, in the right private hospital would have things turned around inside of a couple few months. He said the Pentagon's top doctor was very concerned about such problems at a flagship hospital like Walter Reed. It was considering looking at other Army medical facilities as well. Well, you know, we're concerned and we're considering looking at other facilities we might not actually do anything, but, hey, this is our press release. We just wanted to let you all know that we're considering doing something. Two Democratic senators uh, from Maryland and Washington wrote the Defense Secretary, Robert, Robert Gates, urging a high-level investigation of deplorable living conditions at Walter Reed, where presidents, lawmakers, and soldiers have been treated since 1909. So, uh, you know, the Democrats are really taking a strong position here. After all, these other guys who are the bureaucrats have said they are concerned and they're going to consider looking into it um they say we should investigate yep gotta investigate this is gonna this we need a blue ribbon panel we need a blue ribbon panel to be formed a task force a blue ribbon task force uh that'll be formed uh we need to fund it with uh several million dollars because you know it it costs billions billions. it's gotta be billions well uh, maybe Maybe half a billion it, it it takes a lot of money to do research, you know. I mean, these bureaucrats, we've got to pay them well. We've got to give them pensions. We've got to investigate the situation so we can figure out exactly what's wrong, even though the Washington Post has already written the expose. But we've got to investigate it for ourselves, and that might take five years. But I, we promise you, something's going to happen out of this, veterans. You know, Stick it, with us. It's... It. It's so obvious that the government shouldn't be running a hospital. I mean, who wants to be treated in a government hospital? Apparently, uh, everybody calling for universal health care. What's free? That's why they go there. I've seen I've seen government housing. I don't want to go to a government hospital. Thank you very much. But you know, even if we gave the veterans, uh, you know, some kind of uh, insurance like Medicaid or something like that, it would still it would just clog up our. medical system it would make it that much worse because there'd that be that many more government funds but i think that it would probably be a better way to uh, handle the situation better by degrees but the the, the health care system is messed up bad and that's because because the, of government funding because the government is involved in over 50 percent of the money that's changing hands there you wonder why you get lousy service at your local hospital it's because they don't they don't care half as much literally half their funding is coming from the government if not more than half the last time i read that statistic was in the 90s the toll-free number. They say uh, two other Democrats, Barack Obama and Claire McCaskill, said they would introduce legislation to improve the quality of care and require more frequent inspections of active-duty military hospitals. Ah, good inspections. Oh, inspections. Right. And, of course, the inspections will be announced, so that way they can clean everything up and make it look like something's actually um, not. But they're still on the same side. The inspector's still working for the same people that the uh, that for whom he's inspecting. It just you know. Right. Internal Affairs hasn't done much to uh, to out all the corruption of the police departments. 
I doubt the inspections are going to go very far in keeping people uh, healthy. Yeah, as long as there's this no poop third, on the walls. Right. It's not third-party inspection. Well, uh, Julia works at uh, a local restaurant here in uh, in Keene, and she said that when the health inspector came in, he was looking at the ceiling. He came in, looked at the ceiling, acted like he was doing something, and then left. Was he lying on the floor? No, no, he's just looking up, just walking around with a clipboard, looking up at the ceiling. Wow. It's really important to be checking the ceiling in a restaurant. I, you know, I'm not a health inspector. I don't presume to know what their job would be like, but if it were me, I might check the kitchen, you know, yeah. look around for some Bathrooms. rat poop or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Obama said, quote, caring for our returning heroes is one of the things we can still get right about this war, and that's why the deterioration of the conditions at Walter Reed is both appalling and unacceptable. Why? I mean, is he acting surprised, or do these people really believe that the government can handle these things? I think they do. I think that people do believe that the government can handle things. And I mean, why else would the government be in charge of this and people not go, be going, oh my God, what a terrible idea? Well, they're men with guns. That's right. Well, they've no. taken charge. They've seized yeah, the charge. But, but I think that people do believe that the government's the highest authority, so therefore it, it should be in charge of things like this. Therefore it must be able to do things effectively. It's an incredible delusion. want to hear from you. 800-259-9231. If you've got a VA health story or whatever's on your mind, this is your show. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features completely free, though we do ask that you vote for the show in return for getting access to the site for free. In fact, many of you have voted this month. We are continuing. We've cracked the record uh, several days ago. In fact, we're now over 1,500 votes this month which is tremendous. Uh, just as a matter of a few, uh, a few months ago, we were getting seven to 800 votes per month, and now we've cracked 1,500. That's good news. And it's also good news that uh, I checked earlier today, we were still number one, but only by 18 votes. So it's still a close call, and we still need you to go to vote.freetalklive.com if you've yet to do it in the month of February. It takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address. Email won't be sold. It will not be spammed. It's just a way of verifying that you are indeed a real person, that sort of thing. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. And again, if you've already done it this month, thank you for that. Uh, ask a few friends. You know, just ask them nicely if they'll go to vote.freetalklive.com as well, because it makes a big difference for us. Us being number one, the number one podcast in the world, it helps because more people will see the show. More people will then listen to the show and then hopefully come across the message of freedom and liberty, like it, and that's, that's a good thing, right? Yes. All right. 800-259-9231. We've been talking about the VA. I want to go to the phones, to the amplifier line. It's Brian in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Those darn Potter kids are nipping at your heels again. Yeah, they are. Hey, Brian. Hey, Wayne. How are you? I'm doing great. What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Well, you were talking about the VA and government health and et cetera. Yes. I was just reading an article in Wired this month about how there's some kind of a superbug, super, bug, super uh, bacteria that's uh, uh, coming back uh, inside of wounds from soldiers, you know, uh, coming in from Iraq through Germany and then back to uh, U.S. hospitals. Whoa! And it's um, uh, this stuff's kind of scary, you know. They're, they're, we're, we're developing these super, super duper uh, bugs because people don't finish their antibiotic treatments. 
Can you explain I, I that? I know you you actually sent in an article that you wrote for LouRockwell.com, and uh, I thought it was excellent. I had it in my prep stack, but since I've got you here, when you say that people aren't finishing their antibiotic regimens and that's causing a problem, can you explain what you mean by that? Well, you know, I, I've, I've, my kids have, you know, had ear infections or, you know, eye infections or something like that. You take them down to the doctor, and the doctor says, oh, yeah, you need amoxicillin or, you know, penicillin or some other kind of filling that's supposed to kill these guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you've got to take it for seven days. It says right on the bottle, do not stop. You know, take it for seven days. Well, what happens is, you know, two or three or four days into the, into the process, of, you know, the kid's looking better, he's feeling better. And then every day after that, the only time he gets sick is when you give him the pill. And so you don't give him the pill anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I did because I, I know what the dangers of that are. But if you don't give him the pill, then the, uh, it's only the weaker bacteria that will be killed by the pill, and the stronger ones will hang around. And mm. so if you don't finish the treatment, all you're doing is creating more dangerous animals, mm. bacteria. That, that also, by the way, happens with antibacterial soap, too. Well, you know... Uh, <laughs> It's very interesting that the power of LouRockwell.com, I, I, I published that article on there, and I got all kinds of responses back from uh, uh, people who loved it, you know, they, they th- were thinking about that. But then I got responses back from doctors and nurses and drug people saying, well, you don't know the difference between an antibiotic and an antibacterial and a disinfectant. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, uh, that wasn't my point of, of the article, if you want to see the article. But, the, but there is some concern about antibacterial there is a, a, a drug, I can't think of what the chemical is, that is in these antibacterial soaps you know, that you have on your, on your kitchen sink and all okay. the washes and everything. And uh, studies have shown that those things do, do the same thing. You said, Wayne, is, is they, they create these stronger bugs, even though they're not uh, actually antibiotics. So wait a minute. It, Let me it, see. Well, hold problem. on. Let me see if I follow what you're saying here. When it says, uh, for instance, it kills 99.9% of the germs, you're saying that 0.1% that it can't kill is the strongest, the most advanced, the most developed, the uh, most immune of all of those uh, particular germs or little beasties that are there on that surface or in your mouth or wherever it is that you're, that you're cleaning or washing. And so, therefore, you're actually contributing to the further existence of those? In... This is what I understand. See, I, I'm, a, I'm a computer jockey, and I'm not a doctor, okay. but I'm, I'm getting these messages back from people that, yes, for antibiotics, it, it's a biological reaction where the antibiotic actually goes out and, you know, kills the, the, the bad guys, and the strongest survive unless you kill them entirely. Okay. For disinfectants, like, for instance, Purell. Uh, That's the hand sanitizer. The, right. Uh, uh, the last line of my Lou Rockwell article was just say no to Purell because I was comparing the, the war on drugs with the war on antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, but Purell is not a, a, a antibiotic. It's a, it's alcohol, and so it kills 99.99% of germs on contact. That's what Johnson and Johnson says. Right. Uh, so the the 0.001 that survive, those are the the lucky ones. You know that, that didn't get hit by the alcohol. Not necessarily the strongest ones. It's the antibiotics yes. that are the that are the biggest danger. Yeah, the antibacterial soap, as I understand it, my wife's an operating room nurse, so she's been she's kind of a freak about this stuff is that the antibacterial soaps have been proven now not to be any more effective than regular soap, uh, but hmm. they do. Uh, the antibacterial soaps can create superbacteria. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so we're, we're putting people at risk with no, no upside. That's well, right. now, wait, isn't the upside that you're killing 99.9% of the germs? This is what I don't understand. I mean, it, it almost sounds like you're saying don't clean. 
that, that's not what you're saying, no, is it? No, is the way you clean it and the method that you clean that, that's important. And it seems like uh, the chemicals they use in antibacterial soaps, uh, the way they kill the germs is really the, the problem here, from what I understand. So, Brian, yeah. you're, you're saying that um, using Purell, it's a bad idea? Actually, Purell is is not as long as it's used consistently and completely. Just like like uh, uh, normal soap and warm water will kill ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs on contact. That's okay. right. You know that, that that's the key, and it won't it won't take those point oh one uh, percent of of germs and make them stronger. It'll just you know it'll just be the ones that are just lucky enough to survive now why wouldn't it make those other if if it's killing essentially the 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 soaps are killing the same um critters then why isn't it making i mean the soap is is making super bugs too because it's killing 99.44 percent of the bugs um and then only leaving the super bugs right well you know th- this is what people have been have been writing commenting to me about the article is that that is that that there's a, still a lot of debate there, and there's a lot of money involved, and so you mm-hmm. can't trust any kind of studies that come out. Hmm. Yeah, but, but when, some, when the money's somebody, involved, you really can't. <laughs> exactly. I just don't but, like but the Purell. Because, me, I was going to say, I, just like, I, I don't like that stuff, you know, the alcohol-based stuff, just because it dries out your, my hands. Hmm. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, well, they, they fixed that. They've added aloe and other stuff. But, but somebody, somebody wrote me and said that, uh, that I missed an important part of the article, which is probably more, more important than the antibacterial soap, and that is the fact that farmers, uh, commercial farmers, pump up their livestock, their, their cows and you know chickens and everything, with antibiotics, just because it's easier to not have to worry about infections in their in their uh, you know expensive animals. And that's bad that because us. and that's bad because it'll it'll uh, create these superbugs and that, the those are more difficult to fight against. Yeah. Well, that, that's when it gets to us. We take the antibiotics now. Every time you have a you know a, a, a chicken wing or you know a piece of steak. Uh, you get those antibiotics, and really? so you're constantly killing off not just the, the bad bacteria, but also the good bacteria. And so you have diarrhea and other things, you know. But but also you're oh also creating this 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 uh, breeding ground for the really nasty bugs. Mm. That's, That's no right. good. You know, I, I I'm I'm now experiencing what most of America feels about politics because I'm shutting down on um you know this subject. I, I say to myself, I don't understand well enough the science behind it, so I'm just not going to concern myself with it at all because I'm certainly not going to stop washing my hands. I'm certainly not going to stop eating steak. So therefore, I'm I'm like, oh, well, yeah, well, what do you do? Yeah, what do I do? What what do I do? So I can't do anything. So what do you do? I'll Brian? just do nothing. Go back to basics. That's a good question. The, the the point of my article wasn't wasn't about you know the the scare of antibiotics. It was that the that the drug war is upside down. You know the the government spends all this time and energy busting innocent people trying to so called keep us all safe, but while at the same time encouraging the use of uh, of of widespread antibiotics in uh, farming and mm-hmm. and you know cleaning up your kitchen counter. That's right. I see. So, but so, you're not actually suggesting that we take drug war money and shift it over to uh, <laughs> mandating that people stop using the antibiotics in their cows and that sort of thing? You're not suggesting that, right? I'm not suggesting that. The, 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 the issue is if everybody does this, it puts everybody at risk. So, so if there was a drug war, and that's a big if, mm-hmm. uh, the, the government should be spending time uh, uh, Dealing with the things that imperil millions or billions of people, well, and not you know busting every every uh, pot smoker. Out I've got news; they are looking out for you, Brian. In fact, out of Chicago, they finally uh, confiscated the very first foie gras bust. So they're really looking after you as far as the animals and food and the eating and that sort of thing. They're they're preventing people from eating foie gras. It's a step in the right direction, right? 
You know, it's because the, 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 they, they, they gave the uh, geese some antibiotics. That's why. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. I'm not being serious. I don't think that's a good idea, but it has happened. The very first foie gras bust. More on the way. Hour number two is coming up. What's foie gras, you ask? Well, we'll explain. Mostly free talk breaks. live. Would you like to help others find free talk live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off hour number two of the show. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. The features completely free, so enjoy those. They're on us. That's freetalklive.com. I mentioned at the end of last hour that there's some news out of Chicago, the Windy City, where they've had on the books for a few months at this point a law against foie gras. Now, what is foie gras? I didn't know until I had heard about this law that they were passing. Everybody, a number of people were all upset about it, and I thought, well, what's what's what foie is gras? Foie gras. Well, it's it's a you take a goose and you force feed it uh, grain, mm-hmm. and then as a result, its uh, liver becomes, you know, depending on which side you uh, listen to, diseased. It could or, also be a duck as well. It can be okay, diseased or fatty, depending more tasty, fatty being more tasty, mm-hmm. um, depending on which side you listen to, and therefore, you know, desirable. I, How never, they came up with this? I've never heard me. that it gets diseased, but I suppose that's a possibility. I think well, the objection is that they're force feeding the, the geese. That's what people but, object about. But if your um, if your heart is covered in um, you know has a too much fat around it, it's diseased, right? Okay, I so guess yeah. that's the idea. It's cruelty to animals. That's what they say, and that's the excuse that the Chicago City Council used to pass the foie gras ban. Now we had reported that uh, a number of weeks after the ban had gone into effect that foie gras hadn't actually disappeared from various different Chicago eateries. Now, some uh, some restaurateurs had removed it from their menus. Some, uh, not only did they remove it from their menus, but they removed it entirely from their establishment. Some removed it from their menus, but continued to serve it for the customers who were sort of good customers. We're special for you tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Or if you, you know, you know the secret code word. You, you order the nice. special lobster. Nice. The foie gras. So it sort of went underground. Uh, in some cases, there were a couple of guys that were just coming, at, they were just still out of the closet, if you will, about foie gras, and they were essentially letting people know they're still serving it. They didn't care what the city had to say about it. Well, now the hammer's come down on one of those guys. According to the Chicago Tribune, Chicago's first foie gras bust went down Friday morning at a hot dog joint on the north side, just as Doug Sohn was about to open for the day. It could have... Uh, hot dog joints selling foie gras? I, I think they're wrong about that. I think it's it, the place is called Hot Dugs. Okay. And I don't think it's a hot dog joint. <laughs> it could have hardly come as a shock. Sohn, uh, Doug Sohn, the owner of Hot Dugs, had been itching for a fight. I think this is probably just a reporter who didn't actually do her research. Had been itching for a fight since the city council overrode the angry veto uh, veto of Mayor Richard Daly. He called it the silliest law ever. The ordinance took effect August 22nd. Sohn was issued a warning several months ago, but he stood his ground. He continued to serve his foie gras-laced hot dogs at his restaurant in the 3300 block of North Carolina Avenue, advertising their ingredients on his website and on a board hung boldly near his front door. He said, I was poking the uh, the grizzly bear and it snapped my head off. He was slapped with a citation, and his foie gras was sealed as evidence by a health department inspector. 
We're Sohn. smarter than you, so you have to listen to us. Sone faces a fine of $250 to $500 at his March 29th date with a hearing officer who could set the amount at the higher end if he or she senses a disregard for the law. Right. Like, if he's if he's uh, contrite about it and says, I'm sorry for having served, served foie gras, I don't know what I was thinking. I was out of my mind, um, you know, imagining that my betters hadn't, uh, you know, didn't know what they were talking about. Then yeah, but he's the owner, and he uh, and he's been. This is no, the no, same I mean, guy. The who law was, is his betters. Uh, the health department. Oh, I see. The people who pass the laws are his betters. I'm wondering if the price of it went up since they outlawed it. Absolutely. I believe it. I believe it has. Yeah. Probably has. Well, and they were talking about it in the last time we talked. We discussed this. They have to get it delivered to like a, a a mailbox outside of Chicago or something like that because I guess Cisco or whoever it is the the food providers are don't want to come into the city and deliver foie gras. So it's got to be delivered to a a drop location essentially, and they have to go out and pick it up and bring it in and smuggle it essentially like drugs. into the city. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Friday afternoon, Sohn seemed to be considering whether to fight on. He took the duck liver dogs off the menu and got ready to go on vacation. If anyone wants to reach him, he'll be considering his options over a plate of foie gras in France, where they're surely shaking their heads. So the first enforcement action has uh, has gone on. I think this probably is going to scare the existing restaurateurs who are uh, continuing to serve foie gras probably scare a number of them away or make it even more underground than it already is. Because um, apparently Chicago people are okay with this. There wasn't an outcry. Uh, well, And how could there be? It's foie gras. How many people eat it, right? Whose the brilliant only, idea was this? The only thing it does is uh, I'm one of the city Some council. city council members. The, the only people it hurts are the business owners. I mean, if I want foie gras and I live in Chicago, I may not be able to get it all the time, but... I'll get it when I go out of town. For instance, the town that I live in doesn't have a Vietnamese faux noodle place. And every time I leave town, I try to swing by Nashua, which does have a Vietnamese faux noodle place, and I yeah. get some faux Thai. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get mine, and it's just the business people that are going to suffer. Sure. Not only are the, uh, the restaurateurs suffering, but to a smaller extent... The foie gras producers are suffering as well. They've lost the market of Chicago, the number three market in the United States. That it is. Uh, again, it's it's foie gras. I can't imagine there's a huge demand for this product, but it's big enough to where it's offered on menus and people order it and eat it. And you know what? If you've got a problem with it, if you've got a problem with force-feeding geese, then... And, and by the way, the, the people who create foie gras say this isn't an inhumane thing. They claim that uh, the geese are well-treated and... It, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So sure. it's, a, it's a he said, uh, he said, she said situation. But if you don't like what one restaurant is doing, if you don't like the fact that they serve foie gras or any sort of meat, a lot of vegetarians are really uppity about that sort of thing. And so just don't go there. Don't go to the restaurant. Tell your friends not to go, and tell them why you don't think they should go. Use your market abilities to uh, to persuade business owners to change. Please stop using the government. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, transitioning from this to uh, trans fat, um, it, which it, is also banned in uh, New York City, mm-hmm. and oh, I think Chicago's yeah, banned oh, that too. I'm sure, it's banned in Chicago. Did Chicago ban that? I thought they were talking about it. I don't no. know if they actually did it. I don't know if they have done it yet either, and I, I believe they were talking about it. Um, but I was listening to the radio, and I heard a guy um, make a pr- what I thought to be a pretty darn good argument against trans fats, um, again, you know, against trans fats and the laws um, for outlawing them and that kind of thing. And I hadn't really, I haven't really come up with a rebut for it. So okay, um, what is it? Let me tell you what it is. Basically, he said um, the law is already in our kitchens. 
A restaurant can't serve hem- hemlock and not disclose it. Um, you know, put hemlock in its food, then you, you know that's poisonous. It's, it is poisonous. And uh, you know, why would they be able to serve trans fats in their food? Is hemlock going to kill you when you eat it? Um, over time, you could eat a small amount of hemlock, and it will soon, um, you know, at some point kill you. Or you could eat a large amount of hemlock and kill mm-hmm. you right away. Well, I mean, with that sort of logic, Mark, then uh, you could make the argument that fat is uh, right. poisonous. Absolutely. Or that salt is poisonous. Or that you fill in the blank, is eggs well, are poisonous. Well, what I it mean, runs how far to, are we going to go with that? It runs to, um, we need the government... Um, to, to uh, you know, put warning, you know, to mandate warning labels on everything is what it is, the direction that it runs. Do you understand? Because I'm sort of of the opinion, well, yeah, I wouldn't want uh, poison put in my food. Not that any business would put poison in food, but I wouldn't want it put in my food um, without it being disclosed. And, you know, the more I learn about trans fats, the less I like the idea of, mm. of eating them. Um, but that's voluntary. It is voluntary if you know uh, yeah. what you're doing. But if it's not, it's not voluntary if you don't know what you're doing. Well, most of us now have the entire library of the world on our computers. We can look up anything we want. The information's out there. So if we really care about our health, we're going to do the research and find out that, okay, trans fats probably aren't the best for me, so I'm going to make choices that, that don't include trans fats. As long as the information's out there, because the food industry is protected by the government in some ways. They've lobbied Congress for many years. There's about four, over 400 chemicals that they put in foods that they don't have to disclose in the label. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've actually, they can call, you can call any part of a cow beef. So if you put hooves or hair or anything like that in, it's wow. considered beef. Um, and now, I don't think that's the worst transgression in the world. I'm just trying to give an example. Or the word spices. The word spices can include over 400 chemicals. Yeah, wow. and, and, and I bet all lot, kinds of things can And a lot of the spices. commercial food companies hire full-time scientists to develop chemicals they can put in food, not only to preserve it, but also to make people want it more. And also, like nicotine or uh, yes, like exactly. monosodium glutamate or something like that. Yeah, and some of these chemicals actually make you crave the food more to eat more food, and some of them actually that shut... you can't eat just one. Exactly, <laughs> but but there are some literally some chemicals in foods now that actually make people fat. They they shut that switch, they flip the switch that says store rather than burn. I personally would rather have the marketplace provide people with information about what's good and what's bad That's right. rather than rely on the government because, as you pointed out, Wayne, inevitably it's going to be uh, become a situation where the people with the power, the big companies, are going to be the ones with the control, and they're going to be the ones making the decisions about what should and shouldn't be on labels. Let's let the market decide on this. More on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. The packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. There's also a section to the website that you should know about called the Wiki. WIKI.freetalklive.com gets you to it. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. There are over a 1,000 pages that have been created by listeners like you. See what I mean? By heading over to wiki.freetalklive.com. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. What do Adam Smith, Karl Marx, and John Maynard Keynes have in common? Well, they're the subject of laissez-faire books, January Lysander Spooner Award winner. In this new book, Mark Skousen turns his eye on the three most prominent figures in economics. Check out The Big Three in Economics and other books and videos on liberty at lfb.com. Laissez-faire books, lfb.com. Let's go to the email box. Mark, I believe you had one that uh, you wanted to share with us. I do. This was uh, actually a forwarded email from uh, a listener, and he has a... a oh, no. 
And uh, Normally, reason, I don't like four. I understand, but this is just, it's so amazing what he got here. And, and basically, the uh, um, the listener, Ray, says the same thing, that this guy's a kook. And, okay. Um, you know, just amazing. So, the other day, I was reading Newsweek magazine and came across some poll data I found rather hard to believe. It must be true, given the source, right? The same magazine that employs Michael Karans in the toilet, Gitmo, Isakoff. Here I um, I promised myself this week that I would be nice, and I just start off and I start off like this. The Newsweek poll alleges that 67% of Americans are unhappy with the direction the country is headed, and 69% um, are unhappy with the performance of the president. In Sounds essence, about right. Yep. In essence, two thirds of the citizenry just ain't happy and want to change. So, right. being the knuckle dragger I am, I started thinking, what are we so unhappy about? Is it that we have electricity and running water 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Is our unhappiness the result of having air conditioning in the summer and heating in the winter? Could it be that 95.4% of these unhappy folks have a job? Maybe it's the ability to walk into a grocery store at any time and see some food in moments um, that Darfur hasn't seen in the last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, Maybe these are all wonderful things. Yeah, they are wonderful things and brought to us by the market, um, yes. not by the government. And the people aren't happy about the government. That's but true. He doesn't seem to get that. Um, like to him and so many other. Well, he's other a supporter Americans. of the current government, right? From what I can. So understand. of course this government is responsible for the, the food on the shelf. Right. Of course they they brought the food. Maybe it's the ability to drive from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean without having to present identification papers as we move through each state. Mm. Not entirely. Just so you know. Well. You can move state to state fairly well, well but you're likely to get caught up in an immigration or a customs. Um, depending on how close you are to the uh, the northern or southern borders. Correct. Yeah. And in California, I know that they have a uh, they they have an agriculture booth um, on every road, so True. They, they, they shake uh, down your vehicle. You're right about that. They did that uh, to us when we were coming up to New Hampshire. Hmm. There were some checkpoints there. If you if you're driving a large enough truck, you've got to pull over and uh, and they'll check you out. Luckily, most of them were closed. Maybe him uh, in a bicycle. If he came on a bicycle, you wouldn't have to. Yeah, uh, there you go. Down, yeah. You could walk or run like Forrest Gump. There you go. Right. <laughs> or possibly the hundreds of clean and safe motels that we find along the way that can provide temporary shelter. I guess having thousands of restaurants with varying cuisine from around the world is just not good enough. Or could it be that when we wreck our car, emergency workers show up and provide services to help all involved? At this point, he's still po- pointing out all market-oriented stuff. No, except for the emergency workers. No, emergency that may workers, or may not be market-oriented. It, it may or may not. I mean, there's certainly some, there's some trucks out there that are employed by the local municipal governments to, uh, you know... Uh, Patrol the, the, the fire. Roads. The firemen in some places are government fire fire people. But normally, when you have a problem, you're talking about. Uh, I guess I, what I was thinking was AAA. Okay. Yeah. Who I pay on a uh, monthly basis to uh, take good care of me, and they right. do generally. Or could it? Um, let's see. Excuse me. Whether you're rich or poor, they treat your wounds, and even if necessary, send a helicopter to take you to the hospital. I guess he is talking about. Uh, you're right. Firemen and those kind of things. And but, ninety-two percent of. Uh, Fire stations in America, this is kind of old numbers, um, uh, volunteer. are volunteer. Yeah. Perhaps you are one of the 70% of Americans who own a home. You may be upset with knowing that in the unfortunate case of having a fire, a group of trained firefighters will appear in moments and use, your top, use top-notch equipment to extinguish the flames, thus saving you, your family, and your belongings. Now he's using fear. How many fires go on in the average city in a given... Not very many. No, fires are very, very rare. And a lot how much, of them are arson. How much do we pay for fire departments? An incredible sum. 
I'm sorry, fire departments, I, I'm, I'm an ex-firefighter. I, I used to be a volunteer firefighter. Fire departments are a big waste of money. He's, he's pointing out, though, uh, and he's doing it fairly well, all of the nice, wonderful things, mm-hmm. the wealth that we have in this country, the wealth that has been created in, in uh, large part by the marketplace, uh, by the, I mean, the, the, the fire departments that are government-run aren't really wealth. It's just false, but... but what he's f- failing to point out is the government's getting bigger every day, so it's making these things um, that we enjoy less likely, not more likely. Sure, and of course the government's also inflating the money supply, making uh, accessing many of these things more and more difficult for people it over does. time. Or if, while you're at home watching one of your mini flat-screen TVs, I have none. Do you have a flat-screen TV? Uh, I've got a, a monitor for my computer. I don't think I don't that actually counts. have a television. Flat-screen TV, Wayne? No. Okay, so not not sitting at home watching flat screen TVs. A burglar or prowler intrudes. An officer equipped with a gun and a bulletproof vest will come to defend <laughs> you and your family. Um, he will if yeah, you, right. If the burglars, uh, yes, if you happen to be at home with Two the lights on later. and the TV's blaring, and a burglar is dumb enough to try to break into your house at that point. Doesn't seem likely to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect you'll see the police there rather quickly. Usually, when a call like that goes out. Usually, the police are going to show up as quickly as they possibly can. Don't count on it. I wouldn't. You don't count on anything in this world. But in all likelihood, you're right. Um, Defend you and your family. At that point, they're still. They might shoot you. You know, they're they're, uh, security. There's a chance. There's a chance that if a cop shows up on a scene uh, expecting someone with a gun, he's not going to know who exactly has the gun. eh, He might think you're reaching for something when you're going for your wallet. I don't see why a security guard couldn't make that same um, in you know mistake. All right. this is all the backdrop of a neighborhood free of bombs or militia raping and pillaging the residents. Neighborhoods where 90% of teenagers own cell phones and computers. How about the complete religious, social, and political freedoms we enjoy that are the envy of everyone in the world? Maybe that is, that, um, that is what the 67% of folks are unhappy about. I can make arguments against our complete religious, social, and political freedoms, but we certainly enjoy more than a lot of citizens do. Yes, yeah, the best country on earth. You don't like it, get out. Fact I've heard is, that one before. Yeah, I've heard that before. Um, it, but but I can't, whether it's the best country on earth or not, can't I argue for more freedom in it? Apparently you can't, Mark. Why don't you shut the F up and enjoy your television set? <laughs> Ungrateful. Crank Twig. up the AC, buddy. Crack open a beer. It's a good life. Fact is, we are the largest group of ungrateful, spoiled brats the world has ever seen. No wonder the world loves the U.S. Yet, has a great disdain for its citizens. Now, get this. He just said that the world loves the U.S., meaning its government, but disdains its citizens. That's backwards. Ba- oh, yeah, big time. backwards. Um, ac- absolutely. The world loves the U.S. citizens, and, you know, they, they do consider them in often cases to be uh, fat and uh little stupid. Um, stupid. Yeah. Arrogant. But they do love uh, McDonald's. They do love Pepsi. They do love Britney Spears. Uh, even and as far called... as loving the government, no. The people of the world do not love the U.S. government. I am no. sorry. They sure don't. Is there more to this guy's Yeah, there, there is. 800-259-9231, because uh, he's pointing out that things are very comfortable here in America. And that much is true. But unfortunately, politically, freedom-wise, we're losing our freedoms here in this country, and that's why a lot of people are upset. I don't know if that's why 70% of America is upset, but it certainly is why I'm upset. More's on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. 
If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want, toll free at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, totally free. Archives included. That's right. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your download and convenience. So do enjoy those there on us at freetalklive.com. And get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum this weekend. Starting on Friday, meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information, the latest on the uh, the event, and to get registered, of course, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. I'm going to be packing, uh, packing my bags tonight, Mark. Looking forward to this. Uh, I'll probably pack in the morning, but uh, that's just because I just like to throw things together. Yeah, well, you're actually going to be uh, you're going to be getting there a little bit later than I am, I, I suppose. I'm getting there bright and early. Yeah, I know that you're you're real excited about getting up at six o'clock in the morning. Gotta so you get can the equipment set up. the loft to uh, Concord. I I on the oh, you could set up the equipment. You want to be able to see everything and meet everybody and do lots of handshaking. And I all can't that do stuff. handshaking. I'm gonna have to wave at people. <laughs> My fingers are all messed up. I've got arthritis or something. 800-259-9231. Talking about an email that you got in, Mark, and it's a forwarded email, which normally I despise. In fact, I think I despise the author of this particular email. <laughs> uh, but essentially, he's pointing out that uh, some news poll was done that revealed that Americans, something to the tune of 69-70% of them, feel like things are bad. We're going in the wrong direction. Now, of course, I think if you polled most Americans, they probably wouldn't know which direction we should go in, but they feel, you know, their fingers up in the air, and they feel like something's wrong with this country. They probably can't quite place their finger on what it is. Uh, of course, the problem is government, government getting way too big, government uh, too intrusive, too oppressive. That's the problem. Most Americans don't know it. And this guy apparently is completely oblivious to it. He is suggesting that, what are all these Americans complaining about? We've got television. We've got air conditioning. We've Motels. got heat. We've got uh, cars, we've got all these uh, cell phones and computers, and yeah, that's true. We do have all of the, uh, this wonderful wealth that the marketplace has, uh, has created for us, and it's great. That much is true. But it's also a distraction away from what really the problems are. And there are problems. And he knows there are problems. He's just acting like everything's peachy keen because his favorite president is sitting in office. Well, he's, yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that. And he's one of the privileged you know, he's he's uh, probably a uh, upper middle class white guy. Mm-hmm. He never has has problems with the police. He made it the point that uh, within moments, um, if you have a burglar at your house trying to get in, that uh, the police will be there to protect you. My question is, is that true in every neighborhood in America? Because yeah, I don't, think, I don't so. think it is. There are some neighborhoods where the police won't even go. Right, absolutely. So they're not going to be there to protect those people. Mm-hmm. And if you ask those people... Um, you know, are things great in America? I don't know. Martin Luther King um, said that things weren't great in America. He wanted change. He, he did it in a very positive fashion, and it sure. worked out real well. But was Martin Luther King a crybaby? No. I don't think he was. That's what he's saying? Though? No, is no, he's not saying are, that. I'm, what I'm he's saying, saying that is, Americans are complainers? Uh, right, a bunch of ungrateful complainers. In fact, the fact is, we're the largest group of ungrateful, spoiled brats in the world has ever seen. No wonder the world loves the U.S., yet has a great disdain for its citizens. Not they see true. us for what we are, the most blessed people in the world who do nothing but complain about what we don't have and what we hate about the country instead of thanking the good Lord we live here. 
I do. I am grateful that I live here as opposed to many places that I've been in the sure. world. I think that it. I, I think it is. It's a great country. I just think it can be it's better. Worse though. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, the the larger the government gets, the worse off we are. Yep. We have all this stuff, but we're working harder and harder uh, than ever to keep everything ours, even property taxes, everything around us. The, the screws are getting tighter all mm-hmm. the time. You know, and when you think about uh, how great America is, one of the, what the rest of the world thinks of is New York City. Would New York City exist today under the regulations that um, you know that they have imposed upon themselves? Now there's all these building codes and all these other um, regulations that, that limit New York. Do you think that this built this great city would have been built under those conditions? Well, no, I don't know. They about would have New- gone elsewhere. I don't know about New York, but I mean, just as one example of a similar answer to that sort of question, uh, aspirin. We know for a fact if it were put through the FDA rigmarole today wouldn't pass muster. Mm-hmm. So it's been grand a lot of things have been grandfathered in over right, time. Right, a lot of great things. Right. So again, things are getting worse. Freedom is being destroyed here in America and some of us are clued into it. Some of us are aware of it and yeah, we're yelling from the rooftops as loud as we possibly can to hopefully wake some other Americans up to the fact that no, no, look, stop. Voting for the Democrats uh, and voting for the Republicans aren't going to solve the problem. You're just putting the reins of power, the too much power that uh, that government has uh, has amassed. You're putting those reins into just a different group of power mongering freaks' hands. Uh, Americans haven't quite figured out that this whole two party duopoly thing is a problem, not a solution. It's a scam, and, and yeah. you know the best way to vote is is with your checkbook. And when it sure th- is. When, when we have a, a voluntarist society. You can choose who you want to deal with, and, and if uh, this agency is not or, or company is not providing the service you want, you can go to somebody else. You don't you're not man, you're not you don't have to pay somebody for doing a service that you don't want or you don't need or you don't like the way they pr- they perform it. This guy have more to say. He says, "I know, I know. What about the president who took us into this war and has no plan to get us out? The president who has a measly 31 percent approval rating. Well." Actually, I've seen it lower than that. It's yeah. been down to 28. But 27, 28. It, it, might, it may very well be 31 right now. On a good know. day. Is this the same president who guided the nation in the dark days after 9-11? Yes, because he was the president that was in charge of the nation at 9-11. It's not like we had the option. Don't you love how the, the how uh, flowery that sounds? He guided the nation. It he does, held your hand and helped you feel okay again. He read stories to school children. But any um, president that would have guided the nation in the dark days after 9-11, I mean, I, if I was the president, people would have rallied around me because right. Americans are that way. Um, people are that way. Bad things happen. They huddle close together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, the same. It, it's same with any herd animal. Not to say that humans are necessarily herd animals. The president that cut taxes to bring the economy out of a recession. Um, <laughs> well, well, great. Yes. Why didn't he cut spending? Yeah. Right. That, and, and so the the president who hocked our grandchildren's future, could this be the same guy who has been called every name in the book for succeeding in keeping all the spoiled brats safe from terrorist attacks? Oh, my gosh. The commander, yeah, the commander in chief of an all volunteer army that is out there defending you and me. He is such a worshiper yes. of uh, of George Bush. Mm. How about bootlicker? Yeah, he's a tr- he is a true believer. The, he can George Bush can do no wrong. Oh, I'm sure if you held this guy's feet to the flame, he'd come up with one or two things that he doesn't like about Bush. He'd say something like, "Well, he is letting those immigrants in on the border, but otherwise, he's perfect." I love you, George. Make no mistake about it, the troops in Iraq and Afghanistan have volunteered to serve and in many cases have died for your freedom. 
Oh, boy. They may have died, and believing that they were dying for your freedom, I do not see how they have died for freedom. They have actually not died for freedom. No, they have died for the empire. They've died for uh, the grand delusion of a bunch of old men in Washington. Yeah, I'm afraid so. There's currently no draft in this country. They didn't have to go. They are able to refuse and go and end up with either a general discharge or another honorable discharge or worst well, case actually, scenario. Actually, I think that uh, Lieutenant Watada is facing some time in a brig somewhere. Well, th- what they don't tell you is if they had a draft, there would be a massive revolt in this country like there was in the 60s. I hope, the right I, I hope you're right about that. I hope you're right. So... Why, then, the flat-out discontentment in the minds of 69% of Americans? Say what you want, but I blame it on the media. If it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> That's a liberal conspiracy. Liberal and they, media. They specialize in bad news. Everyone will catch a car crash with blood and guts. Um, how many will watch kids selling lemonade at the corner? Media knows this, and the media outlets are for-profit corporations. They offer what sells. Just ask why um, they are going to allow a murderer like O.J. Simpson to write a book and do a TV special about how he killed his wife. They're not going to do that. Um, But if he did, he was insane. Stop buying the negative venom you're fed every day by the media. Shut off the TV. Burn Newsweek and use the New York Times for the bottom of your birdcage. Oh, like this guy doesn't watch Fox News. Come on. I don't believe him. Then then start being grateful for all you have as a country. They're exponentially more good than bad in this country. 1-800-259-9231. Do you agree with this guy? Is everything just peachy keen here in America? Glorious. 800-259-9231. Take off the rose-colored glasses, buddy. Your Republican friends are making government bigger, just like the Democrats do. In fact, statistics show they've done it faster than the Democrats did. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And on the site at freetalklive.com, you'll find all the features are completely free. Though we do ask that you support the show on a voluntary basis by buying some stuff, at, like Free Talk Live branded merchandise. We've got Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts. We've got, by the way, the bumper stickers are free, so you can get those at uh, store.freetalklive.com. We've got the Free Marketeer flag, classic archive DVD collector sets. It's all there. High-quality merchandise. No crap. So go and shop with us at store.freetalklive.com. That's store.freetalklive.com. And for everything else you need to buy in life, whether it's high-ticket electronics to some bathroom items, uh, they've got it at amazon.freetalklive.com, most of it with free Super Saver shipping. And that's, uh, once again, amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase, amazon.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. All right, so we've been talking about this email, this forwarded email that uh, that you'd received, Mark, from essentially a, a worshiper of the current state. This is an individual who believes that the government as it stands is perfect. Everything here in America is wonderful. So what on earth could these Americans be complaining about? He cites a statistic, 70% of Americans uh, upset with the direction the country is going in, and he wonders aloud in his email as to why on earth 
people are so discontented, why people are so upset. Now, I don't know if 70% of Americans have any real concept of what's going wrong here in America, but they definitely feel like something's wrong. I mean, how can you blame them? Look at what they have to deal with on their day-to-day, uh, their day-to-day affairs. They've got a government, it, like in the, the, uh, Boston, that will shut down the streets over a light bright board uh, put up somewhere in town. I mean, you've got this government that is overwhelmingly crushing freedom here in the United States. We talked earlier in the show a little bit about the uh, the border checkpoints. Not the ones actually at the border, but the ones that are randomly appearing within 100 miles from the border. These are inconveniences. These are uh, definitely infringements on liberty. And one after the other, as they continue to happen to people, they're going to build up. People are going to get angry about it. People are going to get upset. And hopefully, by the time they finally figure out that government's the problem and not the solution, it won't be too late mm. to uh, to come out about that. Hopefully, it won't be too late. Hopefully, they won't be throwing dissenters in the gulags at that point. I just hope they don't find the pillow in my trunk that has the label ripped off of it. Oh, that's bad news. Now, that's not actually not illegal for you to, to do as a consumer, but a wholesaler can't do that. But most people think that because it's just there. It does and... say it's against the law. So... Mark, uh, I know that you brought the story in. Did you want to wrap that up at all, or have any uh, have any other thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, you no. Know, I mean, I, I I sort of critiqued it all the way through, and I feel like, uh, you know, it's just it's a it's it's a shame that this guy uh, thinks that um, all the great things that we have in America are because of the government, and because now and George Bush gets the uh, largess of all of the hard work of Americans throughout the years. But the funny thing is. He wouldn't say the same thing if this were eight years ago and, no, and we were in the midst good. of the Clinton administration. His tune would be completely different. He'd be talking about, he'd be discontented. He'd be one of those 70% of Americans that he's citing right now. And he would never, uh, he would never consider uh, the, uh, the, the idea that America is the best country in the world. There's a Democrat in office. Right, socialist Democrat. And as bad as it was under Clinton, and even though there were a lot of people who think he was the worst president in history, I think we have a new record set this time around. Now, why do you say that? Well, uh, in the last seven years now, look what's happened. We've got the Patriot Act. We've got the Military Commissions Act. We've got this Keeping us safe, Wayne. Uh, oh, they're keeping us safe, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't you feel safe? Your kids say they haven't died in a terrorist <laughs> attack because of George W. Bush. One man is keeping your children safe at night, Wayne, and it's not you, buddy. If my freedom is gone. There's nothing left to protect. You know, I'm I'm reading right now. There's an issue of Newsweek out that's like the ten worst presidents in America or American history really? or something like that. And I'm reading them, and it seems like they rank most of the, most of these are old presidents I know little about, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and and learn. I, that's why I I like to consume information on presidents. Um, but you know, it's interesting. Most of them, it was uh, their stance. They, they were ranked based on their stance against uh, you know. The, you know, going into war, or letting the uh, southern states uh, secede. So most of it, most of it was basically abolitionist stuff. Um, current, you know, us looking from here, where um, slavery is, you know, abhorrent to back then when it was this peculiar institution mm-hmm. of the South. Um, I obviously don't agree with slavery and think that it's uh, terrible, but I also think that if uh, I think that the the southern states should have been allowed to secede, and I sure think they that, um, and I don't think that slavery would have proceeded much beyond twenty years after the secession. Right. Um, yeah, because slaves would have figured out that there were states up north that that would allow them to be free, and they'd be escaping like crazy. There yep. wouldn't have been walls high enough to keep them in. 
There was no reason for the federal government to stick their nose in. Plus, there's also the factor of competition as well, as uh, Dr. Mary Ruart points out in her book, uh, Healing Our World, that mm-hmm. essentially... Basically, the the, uh, the landowners um, realized at a certain point that if they would pay, they treat this, you know, the, the landowners that treated their slaves the best were less likely to have them run away. Similarly, the ones that decided to start paying would get their choice of the best, uh, the best workers. And so inevitably, the uh, the people that were being mistreated would want to leave who were um, whoever was that was mistreating them and go to somewhere, whether it be in another state or even just across town, to someone who was going to take better care of them. Well, that's right. And you know, slavery is such a, a awful, despicable institution, but it hasn't gone away. It's just changed forms. That's true. In fact, we're all slaves now, not just black people, but everybody's a slave of the federal government now. To some extent, you don't have a choice. You got to write them a check. Well, I haven't written them a check. Well, they say you if have you to. Work, uh, if you work you uh, at a job, you are pretty much going to be um, a federal slave to an extent. In general, I'm a slave right. to uh, to the Keene government. I write them a check for uh, for property taxes. And you have no choice. You well, have I to. have the choice. It's just that they're going to come in here with a, a goon squad and uh, kick in my door. The only choice you have is to, is to move out of the town to a, a town with lower property taxes. But the federal government, uh, most people don't have the choice. You cannot vote with your checkbook uh, with them. If you want to... Ed Brown's making that choice. Yeah, and when I say that, I'm saying it in general I terms. Well, you do have the choice of moving to another country. Um, I think that convenient. I, it's, it's very inconvenient. I'm just pointing out that there are choices. Um, I don't intend to do that, and, and I think that... Uh, you know that we should have a smaller federal government, and if people want to have larger local governments, I say governments, we have no federal government. Fine. Um, you know that that would uh, increase people's options. Um, they would be able to live geographically and work in different places. Mm-hmm. You know, drive to work, that kind of thing. Um, you know, so you but know, you could actually move to some place where you didn't have to pay any kind of federal taxes. It's just you know it'd be a crappy place well, to live. Well, you know, you heard uh, Ed Brown say that just show me the law and I'll, I'll write the check. Well. Have you ever wondered why there isn't a law? Well, maybe it's because it would codify slavery. Hmm. And there's a Thirteenth Amendment against that. Yes, exactly. Right. And and if you're because right now if you're working until almost June to pay all your taxes, then what is that? That make you half a slave, I think. Yeah. And I think if you're half a slave, you might as well be a full-on slave, because if you don't pay that fifty percent, or if you don't pay your ten percent, or whatever it is the percentage you have to pay, they're going to throw you in a jail cell. It's all getting so obscene and, and crazy. I, I just can't believe it sometimes. And I, w- I was talking with a group of people over the weekend who were saying, "Oh, we need more affordable housing, and we need more workable wage." You know, you know, and, and you look at some of these towns over in Vermont where a two hundred thousand dollar house, you're paying almost seven thousand dollars a year in property taxes. Mm-hmm. Because these socialists that that run the town want to have want, affordable housing for well, people. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what I'm paying exactly. here, I'm paying six thousand here. It's not a big difference. Right. It's 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 insane. That that's basically that's over five hundred dollars a month in property taxes. Ten years yeah. ago, twenty years ago, people were paying less than that for their mortgages. It's amazing. I mean, and if you look at uh, different areas of the the country as far as their tax burden is concerned, you look at New York, you look at uh, Massachusetts, and then you compare it to New Hampshire, you can honestly see the difference between, okay, you've got uh, this amount of tax savings in New Hampshire. That's more money in your pocket 
that you can use to make your life better, whether that means putting better quality food on the table or doing an upgrade to your house. That, uh, For instance, if we would get rid of property taxes here in New Hampshire, that could be $6,000 a year or $500 a month that could go towards upgrades. That could go towards making my life better. Absolutely. Well, the property taxes here, people complain about them, but they're still lower than the surrounding states. Plus, we don't have the other, we don't have the income and, and, and sales tax. That's but, true. But in the, in the last 10 years, property taxes here have gone up a lot just because of the mortgage bubble. You know what? Yep. You, you know what I think uh, needs to change, and I think will eventually, as the Free State Project continues to move new liberty-loving people here to New Hampshire. Uh, Julia has been talking with a lot of local people. She works with the public for a living, and so she gets a chance to inter- interact with the New Hampshire citizenry. And a common theme, and this is throughout the United States, throughout the world, a common theme that she's discovered is that people don't like the taxes. They'd like to get rid of the taxes. But they just don't believe it's even possible. They've been completely defeated. They say things like, oh, well, they're just going to go up. There you go. You've just given up on freedom. Oh, they're just going to go up taxes, and what can you do, right? Well, we can do something, right? and we are going to do something about it. Hour 3 is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, your show, hour number three. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, completely free. Enjoy those. They're free. Freetalklive.com. Well, last hour we were talking about an email that you had been sent, Mark, from some Republican apologist, somebody who uh, loves the government as long as his people are in charge, but if you change the party that's in charge, then all of a sudden government's bad again. One of those kinds of guys. And Lou Rockwell has a few comments in regards to people like that. Uh, The article is, Why the Republicans are Doomed. From LouRockwell.com. <laughs> Imagine that you are blindfolded and told that the food you are about to eat is ice cream. Turns out to be chicken liver. Or imagine that you think you're driving, uh, diving rather into warm water, but instead it turns out to be near freezing. This is pretty much what it's like to be governed by Republicans. And there's no better case in point than George W. Bush. He, like all Republicans since the 1920s, campaigned as a shrink-the-government man. Right. I well, believe the cr- that crap. More incredibly to recall, he blasted the nation-building of Bill Clinton and insisted that the U.S. needed a humble foreign policy. What we got instead is, well, what we got, which is the polar opposite. The man who wailed over Big Clinton's big government has made Clinton's spending record look great by comparison. Yep. The guy who decried nation-building has decided that bombs and tanks are a great means to inspire a wholesale upheaval in the Gulf region. A kind of gentler America. What's interesting here is what that is what motivates big government republicanism. The party itself has no strong investment in the public sector as it currently stands apart from the prison bureaucracy and the military. Most civil servants and teachers and postal workers support the Democrats, knowing full well who's buttering their bread. Republicans essentially see the public purse as something not to conserve, but to rob and give to those who do vote Republican. Thus is the government contracted out, and vastly so. Thus are religious charities eligible for public funding now. Thus are private schools encouraged to get on the dole. Thus are industrialists eligible for every privilege that one can imagine. Heck, then they, hmm? then they can control them. Exactly. 
If you're big enough and powerful enough, the Republicans might even start a war on your behalf. This gets very expensive indeed, even more expensive than old-fashioned, reformed-minded, repair the schools, renew the cities, make the government work social democracy. And you know how the left says that the Republicans care nothing for your privacy or individual rights? Well, the Republicans seem to be living up to a caricature of their reputation. Anyone who questions whether the FBI ought to be permitted to tap your phone or read your email, or whether the CIA ought to be able to lock people up forever without a formal charge, is denounced as a leftist. Mm. You, what, don't, you know, you don't hear leftists talk about individual rights very often, though. Mostly group rights. I guess you're right about that. Though they have been the ones who have been, I guess they've been defending the rights of the group to not be phone tapped, and I'll give them credit where credit's due. At least they're opposing some of these things. Where have, Republican, uh, where have the Republican grassroots been? Here we find disgrace. They were charmed by Bush going into all of this, and they have not ceased to be loyal, like the guy who uh, wrote the email last hour. Yes, along the way, this always happens. Some of the rank and file become irritated that Bush isn't doing more to stand up to the Democrats. But a Republican White House always, always knows how to deal with this problem. The president sets up a 15-minute meeting with conservative leaders at which they fawn all over him. In fact, we reported on one of these um, things that went on. The president invited uh, five of the top talk show hosts in the uh, in America to the the Oval Office. Radio talk show hosts. Mm-hmm. Radio talk show hosts for a special meeting, and uh, indeed, one of the uh, the radio hosts, Mike Gallagher, just this rabidly anti-freedom scumbag on the Salem Radio Network. Uh, he came out in an article in Talkers Magazine and literally fawned all over uh, President Bush. He talked about how uh, his jaw must have hit the ground as uh, he was gaping when he entered the At room. That this great man right. who secured our freedom, our loving father and lord, George W. Bush. So they uh, fawn all over him. Then they report back to their minions that the president's a great guy and needs our support. Most people comply since they fear the devil Democrats more. As for our foreign policy, my goodness, the rank and file are gullible in the most ghastly way. These people went from scorning Clinton's exertions in Somalia to calling anyone who doesn't support the war in Iraq a traitor to America itself. Mm-hmm. The display of they're, not- they're supporting the enemy. They're giving safe harbor. <laughs> I don't think people realize how many of these people in the media are paid cheerleaders for somebody. Well, there have actually been stories that have come out during the Bush administration about how they paid off certain media people. That's right. We're not paid off, though. That's why we're here. No, but Mark is up for sale. Yeah. Uh, the display, Just, uh, you know, it's all we got to do is negotiate price. The okay. display of Nazi-style jingoism has been nearly unbearable. The flag is worshipped as a holy object. The national anthem, and by the way, I bet that guy that wrote the email last hour vaunting uh, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. I bet he would love to just wrap himself in a flag and uh, and say the Pledge of Allegiance over and over again, not knowing the entire time that the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a Nazi. I, I think that he would probably like to mandate by law that people say it at uh, certain functions. Probably, school, and if you uh, don't say it, you're going games. to a jail cell. As a matter of fact, everybody should have to say it at work, too. I wonder if you'd like to buy a vial of, of Laura Bush's bathwater. The flag, the flag is worshipped as How'd a holy object. The national anthem is treated as a sacred hymn. Every character in a military costume is canonized. And the president himself is exalted as a godhead incarnate. Now we know, because we're living through it, the stuff of which fascism is made. We could go on. But rather than decry the hypocrisy, lies, and unrelenting bamboozlement, it would be more productive to examine the underlying social theory that leads Republicans to campaign one way and govern another. That is, campaign as though they're for smaller government and do the 
exact opposite once they get elected. Elsewhere, we discussed how the Democrats believe in a conflict-based model of society with their imagined society of, uh, consisting of groups of warring tribes, men versus women, blacks versus whites, etc. In the same way, the Republicans imagine that the social order is rife with conflict, but conflict of a different sort. Republicans believe that all of society, whether your town, the nation, or the whole world, is divided between those who adhere to the law and those who are inclined to, bla- uh, to break it. And uh, and you know what I think that's uh, that's a pretty accurate statement the the trash talk that some of uh, sometimes we've heard on this show from people who are just law worshippers the people who believe that if it says it in the law it must be right the law is God to these people what about the bad laws it's well they don't believe there are bad laws they believe if it's law it's good they oh, define boy. these uh, they define them as good guys and bad guys but it's not always true. Since the law these days is not the law written on our hearts, but rather the rules as laid down by our state masters. But this seemingly important point is completely lost on the Republican mind, since they believe that without the state as a lawmaker, all of society and all of the world would collapse into a muddle of chaos and darkness. Indeed, it's uh, a nation of laws, as they like to say. I'm a law-abiding citizen. That's something that makes them feel proud. The idea that they obey all of the laws, which is complete tripe. They don't obey all of the laws. They, just like everyone else, selectively chooses the laws that they believe they should uh, follow. Like those Catholics. It's difficult to get them to nail them down on it. You're going to have a hard time getting one of these people. They're slippery. They they don't want to say that they speed or that they smoke pot or that because then they'd be admitting that they aren't indeed the law-abiding citizen that they that they purport to be. Have left stuff off their taxes so they didn't have to pay on it. Premarital sex. That that is the law in some cases. I I I think that even (laughs) they would say that that's a silly law. This view they get from Hobbes. Not that the uh, that's I don't think that's Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, not that the average buyer of Ann Coulter's books reads political philosophy. They rather accept a popular version of the fundamental anti-liberal idea that society is a wreck without the government. This is why they celebrate the police more than merchants. Why they think that war deserves more credit than trade for world prosperity. Why they call drafted killers for the state the greatest generation. Whereas the pioneers of the 19th century are merely historical curiosities. In short, their meta-understanding of politics bypassed the liberal revolution of the 18th century and embraced the anti-liberal elements of the Enlightenment. Up with Hobbes, down with Locke, that's their implied creed. Liberty's fine, but order. Order is much more important. And order comes from the state and law. They can't even fathom the truth that liberty is the mother, not the daughter of order. That thought is too complex for the uh, Manchian mind, I don't even, uh, I'm so uneducated, I don't get his, uh, his references, all of them. Now, it's true that Republicans tend to be better on issues of welfare, environmentalism, social legislation, and the like. They reject egalitarianism, more or less, and have no strong beef with business. But none of this matters in the defense of liberty, because they're intellectually wedded to the state in the most fundamental of ways. They believe that it, and not a voluntary cooperation, and not voluntary cooperation, is the source of order in society. And what they fear more than anything is revolution. Freedom to them is not a right, but something conferred as a reward for good behavior. Hmm. Well, I've got news for them, and Lou's got a few more uh, thoughts, but I've got news for them. The revolution's already begun, and once it catches fire, there's not going to be any stopping it. And it's not a communist revolution, it's a pro-freedom revolution. It's happening right now. Free Talk Live. We'll tell you about it coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. Ian here with you. 
And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. And that does include the bulletin board system over to our, actually, I think, I don't know, I actually haven't looked. I think we're at around 200,000 posts. Over 1,400 people are interacting. It is all free. bbs.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And does your company have a bunch of unpaid receivables just sitting out there? Well, try SACL CAI. They do collection in a whole new way. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. They record every customer interaction so you can check their work. Let SACL CII handle any or all of your account's receivable needs. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. We're talking about the Republicans, those who are, um, and this isn't a Democrat show. We've attacked them plenty of times. So we, we attack everyone pretty equally on Free Talk Live. But we're talking about why it is, and it's LewRockwell.com, why the Republicans are doomed, in his opinion. As he points out that you know Republicans are better on some issues, like welfare and environmentalism. They're more pro-liberty on some of those issues. Uh, but uh, none of it matters in the defense of liberty, says Lou, because they're intellectually wedded to the state in the most fundamentally way. They believe that the state, the government... And not voluntary cooperation is the source of order in society. And what they fear more than anything is revolution. Freedom to them is not a right, but something conferred as a reward for good behavior. It's a curiosity that these same people tend to herald the Declaration of Independence. This was a revolutionary document that postulated that government was the source of disorder and imagined that society could be forged in absence of the state. The replacement government under the Articles of Confederation was a government in name only, and like the anarchy that Republicans fear more than anything else. I once heard a leading Republican intellectual, a respected figure with lots of books on everyone's shelves, express (laughs) profound regret when the Soviet Union was falling apart. The problem, from this person's perspective, is that this led to disorder, and order, meaning control, even by the Soviet state, is the fundamental conservative value. Mm. That about sums it up. Even communism is to be tolerated in these people's minds so long as it keeps away what they dread more than death. People within their rights doing whatever they want. But these days we see all around us how liberty generates order and how this order is self-sustaining. We live in private communities. We see the glorious world of the Internet. We benefit daily, hourly, minute by minute from an order that is imposed from without, but rather uh, not from without, but rather generated from within, by that remarkable capacity we have for pursuing self-interest while benefiting the whole. Here are the great mystery and majesty of social order, expressed so well in the act of economic exchange. Republicans, by contrast, live intellectually in a world long past, a world of warring states and societies made up of fixed classes that fought over ever-dwindling resources, a world unleavened by enterprise and individual initiative. They imagine themselves to be the class of rulers, the aristocrats, the philosopher kings, the high clerics, the landowners. And to keep that power, they gladly fuel the basest of human instincts, nationalism, jingoism, and hate. Keeping them at bay means keeping the world of their imaginations at bay. And that's a very good and important thing for the sake of civilization, according to them. Socialist Party number two. Yeah, and that's pretty much what they are. They, I don't know. It's just socialist fascism. It's just like a little mix of both there going That's on. what fascism is. True. I said, well, now how, would, now how would you explain that? How would you explain the relationship between the two? Well, in, in fascism, you're allowed to own property if you behave. So like, the, like Lou was suggesting, if you're a good little citizen, then you will be okay. 
You'll be rewarded. You'll be on the inside track. That much is true. Those are the respectables. Right. There's there's two predominant of of um, branches of socialism. You've got the more Marxist. Uh, Leninist type of socialism, which the Democrats tend to lean towards. Then you've where got the state the, owns everything. Yes, where the state should own everything, and the government should do everything. And then you've got the other branch, which the Republicans have leaned towards, which is more fascism or corporatism, right. where the big national socialism, which is what the Nazis were. They were national yes, socialists. Exactly. So, they, and, and then they make them right versus left, when really they're the same thing. If it's total government, it's total government. Doesn't matter if the corporation's controlled or not. It's still right. you're still a slave either way. And they've managed to to hoodwink. All of the uh, most of the American public into believing this fallacy, uh, and 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 the government schools are the key to uh, the brainwashing that has gone on. Now, while it's true that the American people have been brainwashed by the government to believe that government is good, government is great, government can do everything, uh, the, the government is wonderful, and as Lou pro- points out, without the government there would be disorder, which of course is not true, as as brilliantly evidenced by her, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. In that, in this, uh, in the city of New Orleans, all of the good, law-abiding people had left town and left two warring factions: the government thugs and the other thugs. Mm-hmm. And so, what you essentially had in New Orleans was total chaos. But there was government everywhere. Government was a tremendous force in the city of New Orleans, but yet there was chaos. So it's evidence that what is uh, what is truly keeping order is just regular folk, right. people who are willing to defend their property if necessary. But once they abandon their property and leave it to the government to to uh, to keep things safe and to protect their property, then then it becomes in peril. <laughs> right. Well, most you pe- come back and it's covered in poo. Yeah, most people mistake chaos with anarchy, and and they're not the same thing. That's obviously. true. And and that's another thing that has to do with government education. In government education, you learn that anarchy, anarchy is bad. chaos. And, of course, you learn that in government schools, and then a number of people who are educated in government schools go out to become journalists. They go out to become television and radio reporters, and they perpetuate that myth. And so the myths just perpetuate all over the place, and that's why, as I mentioned earlier tonight, that we've got this defeatism attitude in this country where the American people, they don't feel good about writing their tax checks. Right. You've got a $6,000 a year payment to make on your property taxes. You're not feeling good about helping society when you're writing that check. You feel lousy. $500 a month. Yeah, you feel terrible <laughs> about it, but you've been defeated mentally. And you don't believe there's any hope to lower that amount? You don't believe there's any hope that uh, things are going to get better in that way? You believe, you've been told all your life that there are two things that are inevitable, and that's death and taxes, right? Yes. And uh, so since they've told you that over and over again, you've come to believe it. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, I agree. You've been told to believe that uh, taxes have to go up, that government uh, gets bigger. That's what government does. And it's true, that is what government does. But you've been told that there's no way to fight against it. Right, you can't fight City Hall. Just can't be done. That's another one. Right, and slavery equals freedom. And you've been told that uh, if you just vote for the Republican Party, that you'll have more business freedom. Or you've been told that if you just vote for the Democrats, that you'll have more social freedoms. And it turns out that either way you go, you lose both. So it's not over yet, and uh, the Republicans are deathly afraid, and the Democrats are afraid as well, of a, uh, of a revolution, a pro-freedom revolution. But that's exactly what we're going to give them. Well, they're, they're, def- they're also afraid of decentralization. They want to be sitting on top, uh, pulling all the levers. They love the power. They love the power, and this country was founded on the principle that all people should be and are self-governing. 
That's the way it ought to be. That's and the way it ought to be. That's the way it will be again when uh, when we can popularize these ideas. And that's our task. That is our mission as communicators of liberty. And, and I don't just mean Ian, Wayne, and Mark. I mean you, listening. Your, your job, uh, if you choose to accept it, is mm-hmm. to communicate the ideas of freedom to your friends and family members and bring as many of them on board this train as you can possibly do. Time is of the essence. Come back with more. 800-259-9231. Uh, your communication stories, conflicts, whatever's on your mind, anything goes. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live is 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. That does include live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version as well, both awaiting you for free at freetalklive.com. Is there a young person that's important to you? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066. And our number is 800-259-9231. We've been talking about the false dichotomy that we have here in this country, this left-right paradigm that people are in- inculcated and indoctrinated with as they're growing up in the government school system. It's so bad uh, that we've actually had one of our younger listeners who's currently in government high schools. He called in uh, several months ago with an example of a test that he was given in his government class that essentially was to find out whether or not you're a Republican or a Democrat. Just getting them right into the fold, right there when they're still in high school, uh, not telling them that there are other options, not telling them that there's any other way to think. Uh, but uh, Republican and Democrat, it's your choice uh, deba- based on how you answer these ten questions. Or no, whatever. Of course, the results of that test go into your database uh, entry, your dossier. Yeah. <laughs> Which they actually have. permanent record. Uh, And so I wanted to talk about the defeatist attitude that Americans have. And boy, do they have it. Um, They may believe in freedom. They might believe in liberty. They might think that, uh, you know, we've got a significant amount of it here in America. But they feel like it's a losing battle. They feel like there's no way to get around the fact. They believe it's a fact that taxes are always going to go up. Even here in the live free or die state... The good people of New Hampshire feel this way. They feel like there's no winning against the behemoth of government. And I think our challenge as uh, as uh, free staters, people coming here, melding into the community, making friends, uh, meeting new people, our challenge is to show people that it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, we can turn this around. We can have lower taxes. We can have more freedoms. 
We can keep more of our money. We can keep more of our money and thereby be more prosperous than any other state in the entire country, if not the entire world. And I trust my, myself and my neighbors to, to help the poor and to help people in need more than I trust the government. The government is nothing more than a middleman. They take most of the money and they, they sprinkle a few crumbs here and there to make it look like they're helping people. Yep. But they're just robbing the middle class and the working poor and they're, giving, they're doling out money to their friends. That's exactly what they're doing. Unfortunately, the fact that they do dole out a few crumbs allows them to crow from uh, you know, their big podiums and uh, they have news cameras gather around so they can act like they're doing something wonderful, and people buy into it. People right, believe, everybody wants a crumb. Right, they believe the myth that government helps people, when in fact government can only help someone if they've harmed ten other people first. It sounds like a mafia protection racket to me. Well, it's exactly what it is. That's what we're dealing with. And it's so, therefore, it's not going to be easy easy to turn it around it's not going to be uh it's not going to be an easy process at all that's not what i'm promising it mm. is simple though the solutions to government problems are simple government solutions are always complex and they are expensive. debated uh, expensive and de- debated eternally as to which direction the government should go with things but actually getting rid of the government the solutions are usually relatively simple you want to end the war on drugs end it stop it uh just Turn it, uh, turn it off. <laughs> you don't need to do anything more than that. You know, I had somebody who I knew who was in the military, and he was pretty high up, and he told me, this is over 10 years ago, he said, you know, the, the war on drugs, this stuff, this isn't about drugs. This is about seizure. Mm. What do you yeah, mean? That, like uh, epileptic seizure? or what? No, I mean seizure of property. Yeah. They love to take the property that they found. They take it without um, you know, due process of law. They just confiscate cars and homes and whatever else it is they feel like confiscating, and they keep it, and they use it for themselves. Yeah, my friend the other day says, oh, he says, hey, you want to go to the government auction and look for a car? I said, sorry, I don't buy stolen property. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, no wonder people feel defeated. As Barry Cooper, former law enforcement officer, was telling us, uh, what is it, one out of 32 or one out of 31 some, Americans some like that. Have, uh, have spent time in prison? No, not, not, not have. Are. Currently are either in prison, um, on probation, or on parole. Oh, so that number would be even higher if it was have. Significantly higher, because I, I would fit into that, uh, the, the number that have right. um, spent, but I am not currently any of those, one, of, one in 32. Okay, so one in 32 is currently in the system. And that's that what means about, that what you, about people that have spent time in jail or prison? Right, I, I can't imagine what those numbers are. Well, that means that you know somebody personally who has been uh, imprisoned or who has gone through this so-called justice system and received injustice. Who is in prison or yeah, right, right at the hands of the state? And so, of course, people are going to feel defeated. They're seeing their friends and family members thrown in prison cells for having a joint in their back pocket or in their ashtray or whatever it is, or, or, uh, or somebody else getting, uh, getting in trouble for some other minute reason, a business owner getting a fine for not hanging his no-smoking sign out like they've been doing in New York City. I mean, it's just issue after issue where people have been beaten down by the state. Right. They don't think for a second, wow, I could keep my whole paycheck. They just imagine that they, they, they owe it to the government. They have to run the government on something. Well, that's, again, the presumption that we need to have the government around to do things. And that's what we need to, uh, we as liberty-loving people, as communicators of liberty, need to do effectively is to communicate to people that, hey, hello, McFly, there are other options out here. And they don't necessarily involve government solutions. Right. And I, I don't think it's going to be that difficult to communicate that whether people will listen remains to be seen i think a lot of people when they hear the message of freedom they click on their brain clicks in and says 
hey, you know, I've always felt that way, mm. but I didn't really know anybody else felt that way. And that's what a, that's a response we get from a number of new listeners here to this show is that, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone in the world. That's right. There's a lot of people, I think, who sense there's something wrong and just get caught up in the re- the political rhetoric and division and point the finger at the other party, mm-hmm. the other socialist party. They're so the bad easy. team. Yeah, they're the bad team. And in reality, if you look at it, you look at all these people now in society who are, who live very isolated lives. And one of the reasons, I think, is bec- we've become so dependent on government that we're not forming these voluntary associations to solve problems in our communities because we think it's the government's job to do it. Yep. And that's what would happen if you took the government out of the, the situation. That's right. Because you would have mutual aid societies coming back. You would have uh, these voluntary groups of people who get together to help other people who are in need of help. And stronger communities and a stronger sense of belonging. That's what would result uh, from all of this. And it's something that we can communicate to people by popularizing these ideas. And I think um, taking control of media is going to be an important part of that. And that's something that we're, uh, we're actually having some success with here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we're doing this show from, is, I mean, look at what we've, what we've got here in a matter of what – I checked the statistics for the Free State Project today, and 190 people have moved so far. That's not very many. It's just the very beginnings, the early movers, uh, the uh, the pioneers, if you will, of this movement. So it's just. But it's a heck of a lot more than it was a few months ago. Yep, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, but nonetheless, still a relatively small batch of people. But considering the small number of movers, let's look at some of the results that we have already here in Keene. Free Talk Live is based out of Keene. It's a national radio show on over 20 stations, cable channels, uh, internet affiliates. We're based here. There's another libertarian who's on the air. We've had him on with us a couple times, Eric Scott. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing afternoon drives on the radio station here. He's not as libertarian as we are, but Fine, he's, I'll take it. he's in the camp. I like him. Free State Project member. He's a good guy. I mean, it took me seven years to get where I am, so uh, I'm sure he'll come our direction over time. Uh, we've got two libertarian radio shows. We've got a pro-freedom newspaper written by uh, the Cannings and mm-hmm. uh, other various individuals around the area. You could, If you're a, a, of a liberty mindset, you can submit an article to the paper. They'll publish it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much written by all of the activists in the area. And that paper is getting very popular with college students here, too. People are picking it up. They're reading it around town. It's competing with the regular newspaper. Not only that, we also have people on the inside at the public access channel as Mm -hmm. well. People putting pro-freedom things on the air. Not only are they creating them here locally, uh, fresh content, but we can also take things from the Internet, like the Philosophy of Liberty animation, put that on the air, run it five times a day. These are things that are happening now. Imagine what's coming next. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. The Packet8.net toll-free line for you. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The place to go, all the features there, totally free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. And that's a simple concept. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And since we give away all the features on the website for free, we're just asking for a little bit of uh, financial assistance. It's a, it's a contributory, voluntary effort to where you send us $3 a month, and we take that money in, add it in with all the other people who are sending in $3 or more a month, and then we total it up and we, uh, we promote the show. 
We buy industry advertisements in Talkers Magazine, half-page ads, making us as big as uh, some of the other national shows out there. We buy uh, Internet advertisements as well, and there's a variety of other things we're doing. In fact, uh, we've got a talk radio convention coming up next month that we're going to be going to. Mm -hmm. The amplifiers are paying for that. That's a big deal because we schmooze it up with the, uh, the big wigs in the talk radio industry. And uh, all of these things are leading to more stations picking up the show, more people listening to the program, and thereby more people hearing the message of freedom and liberty. And that ties right back into what we were talking about before, uh, and we'll get back into it. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. You'll also learn about some of the perks you get as an amplifier. That's amp.freetalklive.com. So spreading free talk live inevitably is going to spread the message of freedom, spread the message of the Free State Project. Of course, we're the number one recruiter for the Free State Project. Free Talk Live recruits more than word of mouth and Internet. Uh, I mean, we, we're very effective on this. So we're spreading the message of freedom. People are hearing it. They're lighting up. They're getting excited again. Excited enough to move to a new state. Excited enough to, yeah, uproot themselves and come here to actually stand and make a, make a, um, make a stand for liberty. The second American Revolution, it's happening now. And we're getting people involved. They're coming here. There are people. There are people even moving here in the dead of winter. We had a new guy puke uh, come up from Texas. He just got out of the military, and uh, and he was fixing helicopters. He's never had a job before in his life except for the military. He came up here, and actually, having been in the military, uh, a lot of people felt like they owed him a job, which is kind of interesting. But nonetheless, he didn't have any trouble at all finding uh, finding a gig. Did I hear his name right? Puke. James. His real name is James. Okay. Um, but anyway, so we've got people coming up here in the dead of winter. There are going to be even more people who have said they're going to be here in early spring, summertime, fall, as the numbers continue to increase. And then as I've already pointed out, we've got uh, pro-freedom radio, we've got pro-freedom television, we've got pro-freedom newsprint, we've got a pro-freedom blog now, freekeen.com, here in Keene. All of this just in Keene, New Hampshire. That doesn't count all of the activists and, that they're, and what they're doing in the other parts of the state. Uh, so there's a variety of different things that are that are already happening. It's almost unfathomable to imagine how interesting and exciting things are going to get when we double our numbers, when we go from 200 movers to 400 movers, and that can be done in easily within a year and a half's time, I think, maybe I even think so. sooner. So uh, the numbers are going up. Things I think are, it's only going to get bigger and faster. It's going to snowball. Because Free Talk Live's already the uh, number one recruiter for the Free State Project. Right. It seems to me that as we get bigger, and we are getting bigger, oh, yes. stations aren't kicking us off the air. They're adding us. Yep. So, um, you know, we're having success. So, therefore, it only seems uh, logical to me that more people will hear the message, more people will get turned on and excited. Yep. And off we go. And we have more listeners um, to the podcast than we did six months ago. I mean, it's going up and up and up. I think more we've people. got a 25% increase, at least, in the last six months. Mm. Y- you would know what it was. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Well, but we're a big change from all this, the status drivel that we hear yep. everywhere else. People know it. When they hear it, they, I mean, there's a reason why Free Talk Live is the number one podcast, according to PodcastAlley.com. So people are getting keyed into this movement. They're uh, they're they're getting turned on to it. They and they may not right away join up. They may sit back and see. Oh, we'll it's a big see. decision. We'll see what happens with these guys. Yeah, the government's going to kick in their door any moment. It's going to end their party. But that's fine. You know, if they kick in our door, that's only going to make us more powerful. You know, when we finally get out of the prison cells. I think um, more people make... are concerned and want to know that people are moving. Um, that that's what I right. would want to know. I would want to know that if I'm going to pick up my life and go, that this whole free state thing is going to happen. Sitting here and watching it, I don't see it. I I just can't imagine it, uh, you know, going away. These people are so dedicated. Wait until after this weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, I we've know. only met a fraction of this. Them. This weekend is um, it, it, it's basically a manifestation of the work, and I I don't want to minimize anybody else's work. I don't know what it is, but basically the minimum um, the work of a, of a couple, a husband and wife that have moved Dennis here. Dennis and Irina Goddard. They, uh, uh, I they, mean, they listeners are listeners to the show. They are dynamic as hell. Dennis, um, make sure that uh, everybody knows about all the new laws that are coming up. He has it all set up so that every single law that goes before the New Hampshire legislature is reviewed by a pro liberty individual in the his. New Hampshire uh, Liberty, Liberty Alliance. Alliance. I, I review the labor laws. An organization that did not exist. An organization that did not exist before the Free State Project. It was started by Free Staters. The Free State Project members have taken over the Republican Liberty Caucus. They've taken over the Democratic mm-hmm. Freedom Caucus. They've taken over the Libertarian Party. Um, so, I mean, from yeah. the political aspect, there's already um, a significant change. You know, and, and many people can poo-poo um, what we've done so far, but stop and think. New Hampshire already, already with... How many did you say? 190 movers yep. is um, has more in place to uh, work towards freedom than your state does. Yep. It's also very important to note that we're not here to grab power, the reins of power. We're here to give it back to you, the people. Now, if if you feel threatened by that, then may your chains lay <laughs> rest lightly yeah. upon you, because uh, for those of us who who want to run our own lives and be independent and be decentralized, and I think there's a lot of people who'd be in favor of that if they knew they had the choice. That's Absolutely, what, well, they just don't know here. it yet. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we're here. We're not here to for anything other than being free. Yeah, and we're not scary people either. We're regular people with uh, with uh, friends. Well, Wade and I are. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha, it's ha, okay. Ha. It's okay. Ian doesn't leave his house, so don't worry about it. Oh, stop it. He was, you you get out a lot more around here and see a lot more things than you I'm did. going to Liberty Forum before you are, you so are. there. <laughs> You're going to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Let's go to the phones, actually. It's John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark, one of the earlier movers. Hey, uh, John. Free State. Hello, John. Gentlemen. In Massachusetts, Hello? people. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind? I don't... I don't hear the normal click that I hear when I get on there. You hearing me? I got you. We got hey, you. I got. Uh, th- I've been listening most of the night. I haven't heard the whole program, but three thoughts. You're talking early on about Walter Reed Medical Center. Yeah, the VA. It seems to me that there's a wing over there that they treat the president and congressman. Mm. I'll bet they don't have those problems over there. No. Yeah, I bet you're right about that. Yeah, that's Second probably thought, true. You got an emailer that says uh, some something about the attitude of. Uh, why, you know, if they don't like it here, why don't they leave? I've actually written a song about that. That's a misunderstanding on a lot of people's parts. Sometimes it's very mean-spirited, uh, fascist kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Other people, it's a, it's a byproduct of the school system where they're just kind of brainwashed, and they, and they just need to keep hearing this message, which is good. We'll do that for them. Yep. We can do that through all kinds of channels. And third, you were just talking about... Uh, uh, when when people uh, are in need, uh, say for example you're in need, and I want to give you ten dollars. What do you get? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Right. <laughs> if the government forces that from me, I might like it less because first of all, I don't know if that's the person that I want to help. But even mm-hmm. if it was, and they took the ten dollars from me, what does that person end up with? They uh, end up probably with one dollar. Yeah. The people who pretend to care earn a living. Getting 90%, and I don't know if that's an accurate number. That's a number right. I heard years ago, but $10, $1 goes to the person that I care to help. That's why I call the middleman. Voluntary systems work. 
Coercion does not work. They're more efficient the every single time. revolution has begun. And you know what, John? I like Come how you say... New Hampshire, folks. I, th- and that's what we're doing, and I like how you say, repeat the message over and over again. You know what? We can use the rules of propaganda in our favor, too. That's right. Just like the government repeats their same mantra over and over again, that government is good, government is great. Well, we're, we're nicer back. people. Yeah, we're, we're nicer people. We're, we're not threatening to throw anyone in a jail cell. Of course we're, we're nicer. We're nicer people, and our message is more friendly and we just need to just keep repeating it. Yep. You know, it's going to take some time. People are conditioned. But you know what? Just like you said, those those folks over there at the college, over there in Keene, mm-hmm. I've been out there to Keene. Two of my songs, I actually, the first time I ever played them was right on the streets of Keene. That's my preference for playing my music, right on the street. Let's do it. Let's do it real. Let's meet the people. Let's change the message. Awesome, folks. John. Thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. You're 800-259-9231. That's the attitude of the people that have moved here to uh, to New Hampshire. Let's get the message out there, get it into people's heads, and make it so that we can de- defeat the defeatism. So That's we right. can end that uh, that mentality of, there's no defeating City Hall. There's no, I can't, taxes are just going to get bigger and bigger. No. You know, we it, can fight back, and we are, and you can actually live more free in America today. That's a, it's, that's the, one of the great things about Concepts and Liberty, um, is, is that we want people to um, hear our message and um, you know, get on board of their own free will. Yeah. I was just telling you during the break, we were talking about public schools, and their ideas are so bad, they have to threaten to take my house away for me to pay for it. I mean, that's what a bad, that's what a bad system, that's what a bad school system yeah, we have. Yeah, that's the hallmark of a bad idea. They have to threaten to take my house away. Yep. And the only I'm reason just why, trying to convince people to get on board voluntarily. The only reason why they let people homeschool is because they have to pay them anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't homeschool if they've taken your home. But the market is reacting to the bad schools. Homeschooling is growing by leaps and bounds. Sure is. Eventually, this message, the pro-freedom message, is going to become uh, reach a point of critical mass, a point of extreme popularity, and by that time, the bureaucrats won't know what hit them. It's been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Be free, everybody. Do you like to build things? Have you ever cut wood with a tool? Are you tired of poor quality goods found in the Megalomart? If you answered yes to any of these questions, woodcraftplans.com has a fun project for you to make. We have hundreds of blueprints and patterns which can help all skill levels of craftspeople make wooden lawn furniture, bedroom furniture, yard decor like wishing wells and shadow figures, rocking horses, and a lot more. Visit woodcraftplans.com today. Get a plan and start building. That's woodcraftplans.com.